A white man? No! Welcome to the Unsub is a White Man. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. And we are back with another Criminal Minds recap. Um, I don't even know how to start this because it's, this is not my favorite storyline. No, it's, it's weird. The overarching storyline <laughs> is not great. The Unsub storyline is just gross and disturbing to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't let's know. Just, I don't, let's I just, I guess we'll start. Uh, we're talking about the instincts. It's even horrible to say. It's not a good title. (laughs) It's not. The Instincts, which originally aired November 5th, 2008. Yeah. Uh, This one starts out with the team moving through um, an empty house, room by room. Reed goes down a hallway. And, like, you can tell just by, like, the second you see the hallway, you're like, oh, okay, it's a dream sequence. Because the hallway's too long. Yeah. (laughs) And There's just not hallways that are that long with nothing on the side. Weird light that comes from underneath the doors and stuff. Yeah. Like, glowy dream way. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, they go down into a basement, and there's a dead child's body. You can see, Mm. like, the legs and the shoes and stuff. And then they hear a noise, and there's a baby crawling around. Yeah. And Reed's like, no, no, JJ, you can't have your baby at a crime scene. Uh, And then he wakes up. Mm. On the jet. On the jet. (laughs) Uh, And then the team is, like, super into dream analysis. (laughs) But he's not, yeah. He's like, I don't believe in dream analysis. (laughs) I'm sorry. But you believe in all the other types of analysis? Handwriting analysis, blood spatter analysis. Yeah. uh, What are all the ridiculous things they've done? Dream analysis is brain mapping. (laughs) Yes. But this is one step too far. This is too far. Um, (laughs) Mumbo jumbo. But, yeah, like, Hodge. Of all people, yeah. is like maybe your subconscious is telling you to sit this one out. And you're like, Hodge, you've had like your wife and an actual doctor telling you to maybe sit this one out, and you haven't listened. So why would Reed listen to his subconscious? Yeah, it's pretty strange to me how insistent they all are that Reed needs a break because of this dream. Like, not his drug addiction wasn't enough. No, no, to no. take a break. But this is like, you seem stressed. You had one weird dream on the plane. Yeah. Take a knee. Maybe you need some time. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, of course they all do, but it's just weird that this is the reason why. Yeah. Not not any like, I don't know. There's just been so many other things where somebody should have been like, you know what? Why don't you take like two months off? Yeah. Just take a sabbatical, friend. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Prentice suggests that maybe he's nervous about going home. So clearly they're headed to Las Vegas. Yes. Uh, so the case that they're looking at is the abduction and murder of one boy and subsequent abduction of another little boy. They're both around like five years old. Yeah. Very cute little boys. Yes. This is hard. Um, the unsub also called the families to taunt them and blame them for the abduction so that they, they know that they're connected. Mm -hmm. Um, the uh, then we see the unsub taking the boy out of the closet where he's like stashed, and then lies the kid down on the bed, and you see them pick up a pillow, and at first you're like, oh no, he's gonna smother this little boy, yeah. But instead, the unsub lays down and like cuddles him, and I was like, Which this is, is worse. This is worse. It's this is way the worse. most upsetting thing I've ever seen on <laughs> yes, this show. Yes, it's uh, so upsetting. But they did say that the last kid had no sign of sexual assault, so you're like, okay, okay, at least there's not. <laughs> that take a breather yeah but it's still really hard to watch yeah 
Um, and then our quote is Amos Bronson Alcott, who is <laughs> is related to Louisa May Alcott, maybe? I don't oh, know who this is. That was my assumption. Uh, who speaks to the instincts, speaks to the deepest in mankind, and finds the readiest response. Get it? Because they said the name of the episode. Oh, I they get it. They said the instincts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking up Amos Bronson Alcott now. I, I don't know why. In my brain, I was just like, must be Louisa May's brother. <laughs> the only Alcott I know. It's the only Alcott there is. Uh, oh, is that, it's her dad, maybe? Huh. I was According close. to Wikipedia. Really? <laughs> um, yeah. Nice. It's his second daughter, Louisa May. Nice. Patting myself on the back. There for you that go. One. Good connection. Yeah. Uh, so the team meets with the detective and the family of the abducted boy. The mother doesn't want to hear anything about the other case or what happened to that kid. And we're like, yeah, who yeah, would? Like, right. I know. No, thank I you. I can't believe they're making her listen to it at all. Yeah. Um, they get defensive, of course, because uh, Michael was allowed to walk to a friend's house by himself, like right down the street. Yeah. And it's like, like the dad's like, well, you know, I, I, I thought it was time we stopped babying him. He's and you're like, he's five. five. Like, I, I would let my kid walk by themselves. Like if it was like a neighborhood. Yeah. Like, you know, like. The, but would you like watch them But I would watch. Yeah. I would, like I would they stand would know in the you front yard watching. and watch like a hawk. Yeah. <laughs> And they wouldn't know you're watching and they would think they're so grown up and cool, but you wouldn't actually just like turn your back and go in the house. No, absolutely not. Yeah. And like, the, I know that's the dad made me so mad. I, he wasn't supposed to be crawling in our bed anymore and we could, can't keep babying him. Like, he like he's a baby. five. Oh, oh my God. God. If I was this wife, I'd be really mad at the husband too. Yeah. Like, no, I'm sorry. Our, our marriage will not survive this. I hate you now. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, the mom just kind of is like, I can't do this and walks away. And the yeah. dad's like, no, I want to know everything that happened. And you're like, what is wrong with you? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Reed and Morgan go to the morgue to look at the dead kid. Um, they say that the, um, what is it? Coroner. Mm-hmm. It was like the morgue man. <laughs> the coroner. Ah, yes, as he's often called. <laughs> uh, he says that his uh, the kid's stomach and intestines were empty, but he wasn't malnourished. And the coroner has no idea what it could be. And you're like, well, there are two possibilities. And one of them is horrifying. Yep. And the other one is an IV yeah. fluid of yeah. some kind. Uh, so Rossi and Prentice decide that the unsub must have an off-road vehicle because they're like looking around in the desert and like, cause you know, he had to have been able to drive through sand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They have, they find some uh, really well maintained tire tracks too for an open desert space. Like wouldn't that just blow away? You would think it's sand. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I also love this part because Prentice accuses the crime scene investigators of making a mess because they want to be cops. And which is like obviously a dig at like the other serial dramas like these. Yeah. That, you know, come from different points of view in law enforcement. But uh, I was like, the BAU literally tries to do the job of everyone they encounter throughout an investigative yeah. process. Be like, you're also not cops. Yeah. <laughs> and you spend your life just trying to be cops. <laughs> you've been the medical examiner. You've been the crime scene <laughs> yeah. investigator. You've done it all. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they decide that the unsub also must have wanted to come back to see the body again because it was mm-hmm. left, like, really, like, neat and clean and everything. Yeah, and, and you they were see like, it from the road. They also, like, say, like, that his nails were clipped 
And it's like, he was only gone for a week. Like, how would you... How, how long do nails gonna... How long do your nails get in a week? I don't know. I'm a nail biter. So. Yeah. <laughs> Little kid nails. I don't know. Baby That's nails true. Baby grow nails so grow fast. Crazy fast. I feel like all I'm ever doing is clipping baby nails. Yeah. That's one thing no one tells you. Yeah. Yeah. And they like it too. Yeah. <laughs> they and really it's, like it's it. It's really fun for everyone involved yes. and you do it all the time. So much screaming. <laughs> um, so yeah, Hotch wants the detective uh, who's investigating the case to ask the family of the first boy if they'll please just open up the funeral to the public mm-hmm. and just make it a spectacle um, because they think that the unsub might show up. You're like, can you... I know we don't meet this family at all, but yeah. can you imagine, like, you're burying your five-year-old yeah. who was kidnapped and murdered, mm-hmm. and they're like, can we please turn this into a spectacle yeah. for everyone? We, we need to use you as a pawn. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. how about you, like, fake a funeral? There's the BAU with their golden bedside manner once again. Like, why wouldn't you let them have their own funeral, but then, like, fake a funeral elsewhere? Yeah, that's such a good point. It wouldn't be hard to do. It really wouldn't. It was just And then you'd be able to have more control over the situation, more people planted to like watch. The whole way they go about this funeral is bad. And it's I, insane. they they don't get any It's just like the How whole, would you expect to get any information about it? It made me so angry because it is so unbelievably disrespectful to this poor family. Yes. Like that's what I just kept thinking yeah. the whole time. I was like, "Oh my god, these poor people." Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, he also uh, tells the dad that he would like them to attend. And the dad's like, yes, sure, absolutely. And Hotch is like, do you think that you should talk to your wife about this? And we're like, wow, Hotch, you, <laughs> you acknowledge that a wife might have feelings. Not your wife, but someone else's wife. Um, but then JJ goes to talk to the mom, who is just laying in Michael, the little boy's bed, like holding his stuffed animals. And I'm like, that's that's all I would be able to yeah, do. I, I, like, yeah, I wouldn't even be able to cry. Like, I would just be stone. Yeah. Like, you this, can't feel any feelings. I, I like I felt like this mom would, did a really good job and she was really relatable. Yes, I loved this mom. I thought she was so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she uh, says that she blames her husband, even though she knows it's not really fair. You're like, no, it's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I blame your husband too, honestly. I also blame him. He seems like kind He of seems a dick. like he's the worst. Yeah. Um, there's also she pulls a candy bar out from under Michael's pillow. She says she's leaving it there because she doesn't want Michael to think that he's ever in trouble for doing something wrong. And you're like, oh my, oh my God, God. <laughs> this poor woman. Come home, please. Um, the phone rings and Hotch and JJ put the mom on the phone. So they can trace it because they say it's best to have the less emotional parent on the line for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, I, I don't but the caller who's using like a voice changer thing um, chides her for not looking after her son and tells her that Michael is better off where he is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they trace the call to a burner phone, but it's within the city limits of Las Vegas. And you're yeah. like, oh, good. That really narrows, that narrows it, down. it down. Not a huge uh, area <laughs> at all. Yeah. So. Um, Morgan and Reed then decide that they're going to stay at the house in case the unsub calls back, which just made me so mad because this is the time where you decide to have two agents at the house. Yeah. Like this, just for this a phone case. call, not like <laughs> when the woman was being stalked and they no, were they just like, no, then. go home. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, day is over. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Um, like, sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyway, Reed has another nightmare about finding a dead kid in the basement and then also that he's covered in leeches. 
pants. Yeah, it's very weird. Just, and those are like huge leeches. Yeah. <laughs> They're like Amazon rainforest leeches. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty gross though. Um, but it turns out Reed is just a, a big time sleep talker. <laughs> and he wakes everyone in the house up with his screaming, mm-hmm. which is just mm-hmm. appalling in these poor parents. Yeah. Like they haven't dealt they with enough. They should be livid. Uh, the mom asks if his dream was about Michael and tells him that she's afraid to sleep because of what she might dream about. And Morgan is like, hey, Reed, get it together. What the fuck is yeah. wrong with you? Um, I, I love it because Morgan's like, what the hell is scaring you, man? Like, yeah, what could be so scary about this horrible case where five-year-olds are being abducted and murdered? Yeah, what's what's <laughs> bothering you? Something on your mind? Um, Job getting to you? Weird. That, that shouldn't happen. Uh, but Reed says that he's afraid that the boy is going to die and he won't be able to do anything to stop it. And like, yeah, that yeah. would make me scream in the middle of the night too. Yep. <laughs> um, so Michael's parents prepare to attend the funeral, but the mother decides she can't do it. And she's like, um, nope, this is actually crazy. I can't watch <laughs> a child being lowered into the ground mm-hmm. uh, after being killed by the same person who currently has my child. Yeah. And you're like, yes, BAU, can you please stop <laughs> traumatizing people for your own gain? <laughs> but they're like, uh, but this we is really, the easiest way for us to We do really it, think this could work and make our jobs easier. <laughs> Like, oh my God, yeah. traumatizing victims really is your specialty. It's what they love to do. Yeah. Uh, but then we get a profile. Well, it's not much of one. No, it's a little bit of uh, one. It is a little <laughs> bit of kind of things we already know um, <laughs> through good old-fashioned detective work. So we believe the man we're looking for is white, probably in his late 20s to mid-30s. Judging by the quality of the clothing he put his first victim in, we believe he comes from a middle-class background. This is not someone who's going to be at the funeral in a high-end or well-tailored suit. He might also be paying a lot of attention to the parents of the most recent boy to be abducted. Watch for anyone who focuses on them instead of the service itself. We also believe he may drive a four-wheel drive vehicle, so pay extra attention to those mourners and memorize the license plates. This unsub dumped his last bar- body far from the city, and yet he didn't try to hide it. In fact, he was close enough to be seen from the road. That tells us he's trying to separate his actions from himself. Yet, he wanted to be able to drive out and visit the body. This is about remorse, which is why we believe there's a good chance he'll be at the funeral today. All right. That's all. That's, That's all we it. get. That's all we get. Uh, so apparently they're a goading of the poor mother works because she decided to go after all. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would not be able to do that. (laughs) No, no, no. Uh, Morgan goes to get Reed who's still unconvinced that they'll be able to save the kid. And Reed says that he never had any dinosaur toys, only books. Mm -hmm. Like, Only books and no books. What a sad life. Mm -hmm. Cause his mom thought, uh, all the songs and poems that she read were about them. And so he had to memorize them all. Yes. Um, but Reed wants to like, analyze all his dreams now (laughs) and tells uh morgan that he's been having dreams about a dead boy since he was little and morgan's like "Eh, maybe you should go take some time off and get your head straight and reed's like no (laughs) (laughs) really thank you everyone's insistence that reed needs a break is just so jarring for me yes because none of them would ever take a break no not ever no and this like in the scheme of horrible things that have happened to reed this bad dream and calling out in the night seems so low yeah. on the list of things that have happened to him. I, I just, I, I don't understand why they're all so insistent about it. Yeah. It's just strange. Um, so then at the funeral, the mom gets a bad feeling and tells Hotch that the unsub is there. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, okay. Do you think 
if they're going to go through with this whole ill-conceived funeral plan, that the BAU shouldn't just be standing in the crowd, all of them. Like, some of them should be set back a ways where they can survey the scene or, like, take people in. Like, there were people behind them. Well, they had all the cops. I assume that funeral was 90% cops. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't understand how their setup as they had it was beneficial in any way. No. Besides to see, like, the people in the front row. Yeah. Which, you know, like, obviously the unsub would be a person who would be, like, hanging back. Right. Like, they wouldn't probably want to get, like, right in on the action. Put their arm around the mother. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was so strange the way that they were. Because we've seen them do this, like, funeral infiltration thing before. And always so rudely. Right. Always so rudely and not well. But this just seemed even worse than the last time. Also, they're, like, only focused on that, like, that mom and dad, like, that set of parents. And, like, there's no acknowledgement of the other set of parents because wouldn't you at their funeral be focused on those people and be like, who do you not recognize? Right. Like, who's here that shouldn't be here? Very true. And you would think the unsub too, apart from watching the new set of parents, would be like, yeah, they better be sad, like watching the... But I guess they didn't have money in the budget to cast another set of parents. There were already too many people. (laughs) Look, the medical examiner, the morgue man had to talk. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> other people had to say lines. They're like, look, there's just no money in the budget for the other parents. Yeah. Uh, but Reed has the hallucination about the kid sitting up to ask why he isn't helping. And then, like, his mom and, like, I little guess him. Reed are yeah. in the background. And she's like, I can't remember what she, she says. She says, Spencer, pay attention. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I was and just. And she has a great hair. Yes. <laughs> I just always. Jane Lynch has great hair in this Jane throwback. Um, also, Reed, like. I mean, you have to assume that when he was a kid, it was like the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, but it looks like for some reason he's dressed like he fell out of like the sandlot. Yes. Like he's got those like really 1960s glasses on. And like the um, Argyle vest. Yeah. And his mom has like the big hair from the 60s and stuff. It's very strange. Yeah. I'm like, no, this is like a flashback of like my grandma and dad yeah. from when they were that age. I'm like, no, like Reed is like a couple years older than me. Yeah. That's not how people dressed when we were kids. Um, but yeah, Prentice and Rossi um, note someone very <laughs> conspicuously <laughs> taking a video. He's got like the camera out at arm's length. Yes, it's like so, it's, it's, so it's so awkward. over the top. Yeah, with his flip phone, like yeah, practically like, touching the coffin. <laughs> I'm like, this is so fucking weird. Yeah. Um, and then they just like go to talk to him during the funeral. They don't yeah. just like say like, oh, we'll catch him after. No, like position themselves to apprehend him afterwards. It's like right in the middle of the funeral service and they're like, let's take a walk. <laughs> I'm surprised that the, honestly they did it just like tackle him <laughs> into the into hole. The <laughs> into the, hole the empty grave. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, then they at- interrogate the guy and he is like, oh no, no, I was home when the boys were abducted. And they're like, we didn't ask. <laughs> we didn't what- say when no, we didn't it say was. When those days were <laughs> like, oh my God. Um, so then Morgan, somebody brings Morgan a file and mm-hmm. Morgan asks Reed if the name Riley Jenkins means anything to him. 
Mm-hmm. Riley was apparently a kid who was molested, stabbed, and found behind the dryer of the basement of his own house, just like the kid in Reed's dreams. And Reed doesn't remember that name, but uh, he did have an imaginary friend named Riley when he was a kid, <laughs> but that name doesn't mean anything to but him. But there's no connection there. You're like, oh, so you don't think you've heard this story before? <laughs> like, okay. For someone as smart as he's supposed to be, this he's is really so falling apart. Yes. <laughs> I really liked the interrogation with Prentice and Rossi in this idiot guy yeah um for a lot of reasons like i mean they say like you know are you a friend of the family instead of just being like yes because then you know that they would have been like okay sorry to bother you (laughs) (laughs) he said he was a friend of the family why would he lie uh he doesn't lie and he says no he just read about it in the newspaper and came to show his support like okay sir come with us (laughs) cool all right let's go (laughs) Uh, but Prentice keeps accusing him of videotaping it. And I was like, Nate, can you videotape something on your cell phone? Isn't it just recording? Like videotaping dates her so much. Like he has a camcorder on his shoulder. (laughs) Like where's the tape in a flip phone? Yes, (laughs) Yes, but she just, which I I get it. Like I still sometimes will catch myself saying videotaping because I'm an old. Yeah. But she just kept like the writers, nobody in this process was like, ooh, we shouldn't say videotape. <laughs> There's no taping here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, um, uh, finally, the guy says that he never would have molested the kid. Mm. And Reed calls Hotch to tell him that he's not their guy because he doesn't know the case details. He just assumed that the kid mm. was molested. Um, so he's not the kidnapper, just a. Uh, just a gross pedophile. Just a horrible pedophile. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah, it's very reassuring. So many of them. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Michael is, the little boy is trying to open the bedroom door, which is locked. Um, and then the like unsub comes home and he like runs back in the closet yeah. to hide. Oh, it's um, so, it just makes my stomach hurt thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, but the unsub calls the parents and tells Michael's mom to put the FBI on. Um, so Hotch talks to the unsub who says that he took better care of Ethan, who is the other little boy than his parents did. Mm -hmm. And the unsub says that Michael's mother looked right at him and didn't even notice. And that the mom must know that Michael sleeps better with the unsub than Mm -hmm. he did with her. You're like, "Mm." uh, and says he'll never come home again. And then he pulls Michael out of the closet and puts him in the bed. Yeah. And it's, this is like the most explicit I feel the criminal minds has been with violence towards children so far because it's like you get like you see the pillow like there's a shadow on the kid's face yeah so it's like it seems like he's being smothered yeah like the last kid was smothered it's not they don't go out and show it to you exactly but I feel like it's the most heavy-handed like here's exactly what's coming kind of thing turning your stomach I don't know yeah, I usually like the it. kid is just not in it. Right. They, yeah, they just don't show anything. Like, it cuts away. Yeah. And or you see, you like, a never... shadow on a wall, or you hear a sound, or whatever. Yeah, or you just see the kid, like... I mean, even in that one, that stupid one, the, like... Oh, P911. Oh. I keep wanting to call it P90X. <laughs> but I think that was a workout infomercial from, like, 10 years ago. Um a but, different kind of crime, P90. Yeah, like you saw the kid, but there was nobody ever did anything to the kid. Yeah. Like you never yeah. saw, you only They're saw the like kid. They're just like locked in a room. Yeah. Yeah. You never even saw the kid with an adult. Yeah. Um, well, that's because they built a wall around him. Sarah. Right. I don't know right, if you right. remember that. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I don't know if you remember how unbelievably dumb that was. 
but Reed says that the unsub's description of the boy's clothes indicate that the unsub is a woman <gasps> because a man would never describe a shirt as an Oxford. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I would not. I feel like I know a few, but it's okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Sure. A man just wouldn't use that level of detail. You're yeah. like, some men like clothes. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't like clothes. They all traffic on a lot of assumptions. We know that. Um, uh, But Morgan agrees with this. And um, then they find out that none of the cars at the funeral were registered to a woman. Mm. Not one. Not a one. Out of all of those people, (laughs) not one of those cars was registered to a woman. And I'm like, that's the dumbest thing you've done on this show yet. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Like, sure, okay. Um, but Reed notes that some of the language the unsub uses would indicate that she may have been institutionalized, like mm. saying like things were against the rules and only having three minutes on the phone. Because- and like locked down instead of locked up or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Rossi's like, hey, so can we get a list of females who have been recently let out of mental institutions? And Garcia's like, no, there's no database of that information. Like, <gasps> what? <laughs> like, Garcia? <laughs> don't tell me (laughs) don't tell me you can't look something up you can look everything up there's no database like there's a database of 90 percent of the stuff she looks is this the first time she's admitted like no i'm sorry i can't do that it feels like at least it's been a while i think so and like or the other times they've like or she's like said that like or at least acknowledged that what they're doing is illegal yeah but this might be the first time where she's just been like no yeah, like, like, no, I can't sentence. do that. No. Um, so Reed thinks he might know how to get some of the information. Um, so he goes to see his mom and he wants to talk to his mom's doctor and uh, pump him for the information. And mm-hmm. the doctor's like, sure, I'll help you. Yeah. you know, what? Okay. <laughs> uh, Reed's mother wants to know what's wrong with him. She says that she can always tell because she's a mother she's and a mom. mother knows. Mm. I'm like, mm, I wonder if that's going to come back. <laughs> um, he asks her about Riley Jenkins and Reed's mom seems like super cagey about it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, no, that's not real. Like, You're, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's strange to me, again, that someone who is supposedly as smart as Reed is, is going to trust his childhood memories compounded by his mom's mental illness memories and try to find a truth in this conversation. Right. Yeah. Like, is she really the source you're going to go to for information from 20 years ago? She doesn't remember anything. She was unmedicated at the time. Yeah. It's like, she doesn't remember anything real. Yeah, she thought no- Bob Dylan was writing songs about her. Yeah. Like, nothing she would have to say... Could be helpful. Would be... Yeah, it would be, like, believable. Or, like, rational Yeah, or like, anything. totally unreliable narrator yeah, she was of delusional. this time in her life. Yeah. Like, I, I was this just so straight. I think Jane Lynch is great in this role. I yeah. I love her to begin with, and this is so different from what you see her do a lot of the time. Yeah, she's, she's really great. good. But it um, just it was so strange to me that this is where this was going. Yeah. Um, so Reed also asks her about when they were moving or moving when he was a kid, um, and his mom says that they had to because he was in danger. Yeah. And he's like, hmm, that must be a clue. And you're like, again, you've already acknowledged that she's a paranoid schizophrenic. Yeah. And like always She thought, thought you guys were in danger all the time. Yeah. For like, no reason. There's no good reason to think that there was any real danger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Michael's mom identifies a blonde woman in the video of the crowd at the funeral and says that she's the unsub. You're like, how would you? No. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, the doctor comes back and says that no one knows of anyone who matches their profile, but also points out that it's not really a matter of when the woman was released so much as when she went off of her meds. Mm. Um, Good point. So, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to mean she was recently mm. released in the last couple, month or whatever. And Diana sa- uh, says that she went off her medications when she was pregnant with him and Reed realizes that the unsub must think that the boys are her newborn babies and must be <sighs> breastfeeding them. You're like, oh, yikes. Yeah. Like, and then I just, I don't think that you can do that. No. Like, I don't think that you can just breastfeed a random five-year-old because kids forget how to do that. Yeah. Like they lose the ability to To, nurse. Yes. And you can't force them to latch. Yeah. I can barely force my six-month-old to. Yeah. (laughs) And she does it all the time. Like it just, everything about it is so weird and it's so gross. And I feel like it's so traumatic for those five-year-olds to think about that. Yeah. I just, I just, it, it like, why wouldn't you just say like bottle like, feeding them? Yeah. Like you could still pump and bottle feed yeah. them. Like yeah. they don't have to be being breastfed Fed. because that is horrifying. First yeah. of all. Yeah. And it doesn't, and make it doesn't any sense. make any sense yeah. because like, I know that like, you know, like I breastfed both of my kids yeah. for like until they were like two. Yeah. And then like, I remember like after my daughter was born, like my son was jealous that she was yeah. nursing and he would like try occasionally, yeah. but like, but they can't, e- even though he, he, yeah, he had stopped nursing for like, I don't know, two months Yeah, and couldn't remember how to do it anymore. Yeah. Like they, yeah. you couldn't do that after like three or four years yeah. of not And nursing. there's no way to know if the boys she abducted had ever been breastfed. Yeah. It's just, so, it's such a dumb, yeah. gross plot line. It doesn't gross, make any and sense. And I don't get it. And I don't like it. No. I just don't like it at <laughs> it's all. Just, like, I'm like, listen, I'm not anti-breastfeeding, no. obviously, but this is dumb. I am, as someone who is currently <laughs> breastfeeding, I disapprove of this completely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just silly. But anyway, yeah. they find, uh, they narrow it down to Claire Bates, I guess. Sure. I, I don't know how. It's no, they're just like, hey, check out this woman. Um, and her baby was taken from her because of her mental illness. It's mm-hmm. like after like a week. Yeah. Uh, children's services took the baby away. And it's just sad. Yeah. You know, like it's just sad that like there aren't supports in place for mm-hmm. a person to be able to safely parent their child while dealing with a mental illness. Yeah. Like, nope, just got to take the baby and away. And she obviously has, like, no support. She's doing it alone. And and yeah. once they take the baby away, she doesn't get any further support services. So you're leaving a person who's already struggling in an even worse position with less than nothing. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh, okay, so, like, you're already struggling with mental illness and now we're going to inflict this huge trauma on you because it would be way too hard for mm-hmm. us to have yeah. adequate social and, services for people. <laughs> and leave you completely alone in the yeah. process. Like, I, and that just, it, I don't know. That whole storyline, mm-hmm. it just made me so sad for this woman. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, ugh. But, like, yeah, I'm like, I can't even be mad at her now. No, <laughs> no, I so can't sad. either. It's not her fault. Uh, but anyway, uh, Claire is building this huge fire at her house when the team arrives. And they rush in and they see her running out to the back with a bundle. And she's okay. like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Go. I was just going to say, I wrote down, man, she can really book it for someone <laughs> holding a five-year-old. <laughs> That's what I said. I said, 
So they think that she's holding a five-year-old and is outrunning Morgan yes. while carrying a five-year-old. Five-year-old wrapped in a large blanket. Just dead weight. Through the desert. Just five-year-old <laughs> dead weight. Like, no. Yeah, it was uh, insane. I know. It also, they're getting all this information about this woman, and they give it all in front of the parents of the missing kid. Doesn't that seem weird? It does seem weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, the parents shouldn't be present for any part of that? No, they don't need to know that. But yeah, there's like, there's no way she's running that fast and actually holding a five-year-old. I'm sorry, no. No. No, that's what, it was just like when I was watching it, I was like, man, as soon as we go back to school after break, I'm going to pick up a five-year-old. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to see how fast I can I, run. I can run. I bet it's not fast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Reed arrives a little bit later uh, to do a silly gun run. <laughs> I love it so much. I do too. Uh, Claire tell, or the team tells Claire that her baby isn't dead and says that she did a really good job taking care of Michael. Uh, Reed opens the door in the house and finds Michael in the bedroom. He's totally fine. <laughs> when Michael ran to Reed to like give him a hug, I was just sobbing. Yeah. Like, oh God. Uh, and then Claire throws the bundle of stuffed animals into the fire. Yeah. You're like, all right. So then Michael and his parents are reunited. Uh, so there's that- like a weird, the mom sees the woman being put in the police car and they like make eye contact. She doesn't say anything. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot that's just like a little bit off about this whole episode for me. Yeah. Um, But Morgan tells Reed that he probably just read the news story of Riley Jenkins when he was a little kid and it just kind of lodged in his brain. Mm -hmm. And Morgan's like, hey, you know what? If if that's what led you to do this job and be able to save this kid, then, you know, it's just the universe doing its thing and everything. And Reed's like... No. Yeah. You're like, that's the most logical thing anyone has said to you. It's yes. just, this is a story you heard when you were little. And now you're doing this job. Yeah. And, yeah. And that, I said, Morgan's explanation for Reed's dream makes the most sense. They should have just left it right there, wrapped up the storyline and moved on with the season. Yeah. Like there are things that I like, I remember from my childhood, mm-hmm. like have very vivid memories of that later, like I'd be like reading a book to my kids and realize that like, oh, that's why I remember that. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a thing from the story. This isn't a yeah. thing that I actually experienced. Mm-hmm. It's just something that I remember having heard in the story that I really liked yeah. a lot when I was a little kid. And again, and I was someone... too, too young to be like when I like too young to be forming like actual discrete memories, yeah. but like little bits of things just lodged. And in then your over brain. time, as you remember it over and over, it like transforms into yeah. something that happened you don't, to you. You don't remember a thing that happened. You remember the memory of that thing. Mm-hmm. And like, it just keeps changing, which is why, Memories are unreliable. <laughs> well, it, it, and I'll say it for the thousandth time for someone who's supposed to be as smart as Reed, it doesn't make any sense to me that he like pulls, keeps pulling at this thread this way. Yeah, it's like if, if you have a bachelor's degree in psychology, yeah. you should know the basics of how the human brain works. He knows better than this, but he keeps insisting on it anyway. Yeah. <sighs> oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, he asks Hotch if they can stay in Vegas for another night to spend time with it so he can spend time with his mom. Which it's like, you can't just stay by yourself. Why yeah. does everyone Everybody have to stay? Everybody has to stay. Uh, I was like, if I was JJ, who's obviously <laughs> so pregnant, yeah. I would I was be like, so pissed. Because like Hotch is standing there and he's like, Morgan, you think he can find something to do in Vegas for a night? And Morgan's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like... <laughs> 
Like my next note just says, if I was JJ and I was that pregnant and stuck in Vegas for a night, I would be so mad. Yes. But nobody's going to ask JJ because no. nobody cares what JJ thinks. Nope. nope. Like you can't just make the whole team stay so you can visit with your mom and be like, I'll catch a commercial I'll, I'll flight I'll catch back. a flight. Yeah. yeah. Like, but oh yeah. They're all going like, to stay. Poor fucking JJ. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're not staying in a nice hotel no. either. No, no. She just wants to go home and sleep in her own bed. She's like... Nine years pregnant. Yes, seriously. Uh, So Reed goes back to visit his mother and says that he got permission to stay the night with her. And Diana looks at the doctor and she's like, if you try to keep him here more than one night, I'll scratch your eyes out. And the doctor's like, okay. And then she just looks at him and goes, yeah, it helps if you think they're, if they think you're crazy. And I was like, oh, Jane Lynch, I love you so much. Uh, But yeah, then we get a nice closing shot of the team all eating sushi together while Bob Dylan's Shelter from the Storm is playing. And then it cuts to like this just poor Claire sobbing in her jail cell. It's it's a weird tone set with the song. And then it's like, you know, the around the table shot of the team like laughing and eating and and then drinking wine. Yeah, and and then then it cuts to Claire. I was like, she's what just are alone in a jail cell sobbing. And I was like, oh my God, this poor woman. What are they doing with this montage? This yeah. And then it's back to like Michael and his parents back at home all together again. And the mom like reaches her hand out to the husband. I'm like, no. No, she should have turned around and pushed him down the stairs. <laughs> <sighs> but then Reed is dreaming again. Uh, and this time he has a vision of finding his father father in the basement <gasps> with the body over the body standing <gasps> it's over a the hanger body. cliff <laughs> no. and not a good one no uh yeah so that's that uh that's that i suppose um mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm trying not to be too negative but i it's because i know what's coming and i i didn't like this episode i hated the crime i feel bad for the unsub I feel bad for the parents of the kid that died. Uh, I'm just yeah. not, this doesn't leave me in a good place. No. <laughs> doesn't leave me in a good place. I'm just focusing on this dumb dream. Yeah. <laughs> this dumb dream that's going to take us through another 45 minutes of plot. Yeah. Uh, well, we didn't have another white man. No. We are uh, double not white men. Wow. Four to two so far for season wow. four. So 66-ish percent not white men. Uh, totally flipping the script from how we've been in the first three seasons. Yeah. I don't think we've ever gotten... I mean, we're only six episodes in. I don't think we've gotten this far into a season and had it be, No, it's usually like one. And yeah. then they're like, and then 20 white men. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's still a lot of time left in this. This is a really long season. There's like 25 or 26 episodes in this season. Oh, yeah. So um, there's they, they have time yeah. to make up for it. Um, overall, we are at 66 white men to 14 not a white man. So still about 82.5% white men overall. Um, how would How would you rate this profile? It is not much of a profile. Um, as far as accuracy, helpfulness, and plausibility, it was I, nothing. It was not any of those things. No, they no. caught her. I, I am not still not even clear how? on how they found yeah. this woman. They just like they just do their silly. BAU thing where they make a lot of assumptions, and each assumption proves itself to be correct for no reason other than they thought it should be true. Yeah, which is like the plot device they use when they're like running out of time. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter how we get to. And the their end. profile was all about it being a white man, so yeah, it's like none of this is. Yeah, it's not even relevant. Yeah, 
So, well, and then they're like talking about how it's like, you know, like, uh, like the unsub would be like a like middle class person because of the nice clothes that they put this kid in and stuff. And it's like this woman is barely keeping it together. Yeah. Like I doubt she's doing well financially. Yeah. Like yeah. She doesn't seem like a mind. middle class person at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's pretty low. I'll give it a one because they gave <laughs> a one because none of it profile. made any sense. Yeah. Because this it's like, whole episode was just trash. Well, it, because they didn't care. They didn't care yeah. because they're so busy setting up this Riley Jenkins mystery mm-hmm. that they didn't care about making a good background yeah. unsub story. They were like, well, it just has to have something to do with kids. Yeah. Like, okay, well, you could have tried. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how it always goes when they have an abduction episode. At least this abduction episode, I felt like there was more urgency to get the kid back. That's true. Usually they're like, well, let's just sit around and wait until mm-hmm. the unsub contacts us or something. Yeah. <laughs> this was a little bit better in that regard, but it's still just trash. Yeah. Um, would you change our hot watch? I, it's so funny that IMDb, um, one of the, cause I always look at the trivia just to see, it usually doesn't have much. Um, and the, like one thing it had on there this time was that this is one of the rare episodes in which Hotch smiles, <laughs> which I guess somebody has taken the time to chart. <laughs> uh, Love it. Uh, we had him at an eight and a half. I don't know. I guess he did show concern for Reed's mental health. I would just leave him. <laughs> he didn't do anything substantial. I think this episode You know what this is- Hotch Watch has been teaching me is how little Hotch does. does. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, like he's, he's barely in this show. <laughs> and when he is, he's not doing anything. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> like, what is your job? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's a good manager, Emily. He's just a manager of people. He's scaffolding things for them so they can do it themselves. The paper pusher guy. Like he doesn't do anything. He He almost never has like I mean, like I would say like maybe like four episodes a season. Yeah. He does something. He's the guy that's filling out all the paperwork for the jet and stuff. That's true. Somebody's (laughs) gotta fill out the expense reports and it's not gonna be Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't have a lot to do. And I feel like this whole episode is just so like blah. That I don't want to get do anything for any of it. Yeah, like, like nobody did anything. Yeah, it really <laughs> Jane sucks. Lynch gets a ten. Yes, it sucks that I have to pay any attention to this episode at all. Yeah. Um. Well, the at next, least we get more. We get more Jane Lynch in the next episode. That's true. She's I, still I'll there. come back for that. Yeah. Um. The next episode is Memoriam. Yeah. Sure. And we're <laughs> we're just gonna trudge our way right through it to get to one of the all time best episodes <laughs> yes, we are. in yes. the history of Criminal Minds. I feel like all I'm going to do in the next episode is talk about how excited I am for it to be over. <laughs> for the next so one. So I can go to the yes, one after that. Exactly. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that. I guess that's it. <laughs> I don't even know how to wrap this up. Well, well it's over now. Yep. Um, sure is. So wherever you're listening, be sure to leave us a five-star review. You can find us on Instagram at the unsub is a white man. You can get yourself some podcast merch on Redbubble. If you get any, make sure you post about it and tag us so we can share you to our stories. Our theme music is composed and performed by Nate Youngblood and the podcast is produced by Nate Youngblood. Thanks, Nate. And until next week, we'll be crashing a funeral.